This week on Just Like That, the number one Mike Goldberg-inspired podcast on the planet, we'll recap UFC Fight Night, Sanhagen vs. Font, and Nate Diaz vs. Jake Paul. Hit you with our segments, Isn't He Awesome, and Real World Callouts. And last but not least, we'll preview UFC Fight Night, Luque vs. Dos Anjos. Here we go. back for another episode um we have a two recaps today rare the rare double recap um tough recap one of them's tough recap one of them's not so much so they're both boring i was gonna say i was gonna say one's tough one's boring so both may be boring but um we'll let you decide when we get to that but before we do we'll start things off as we always do with our take of the week so ryan as always take us away all right Tim Anderson versus Jose Ramirez was the best fight of the weekend by far. There was no other, uh, I was not as hyped about any other fight that I saw from UFC to boxing to anything. Yeah, uh, you're biased, so that doesn't carry as much weight, but I also totally agree. Um, since when do they allow baseball players to just drop their gloves and square up like <laughs> hockey guess, players? I guess it's in the rule book that the umps aren't allowed to intervene. So they're before, like, a, as soon as, like, punches get thrown like it's the team's responsibility to break it up i guess so that's a a real rule yeah i guess apparently it's in the umpire handbook according to like reddit comments i was reading but they sounded they seemed legit but i think i've been tricked by a few before you know so they drop their gloves like hockey players i've never seen that before (laughs) and it was an actual good fight dude usually they just like push each other a few times or something no we had dude tim anderson squared up like he looked like he knew what he was doing he dude. had to be like minus 500 after the first two seconds <laughs> yeah and then he I actually so, got dropped i was so confident that he was gonna win the fight and then he just yeah he got actually actually chin dude he got put down yeah and then he looked like he was out of it when he was up so dude that's got to be the most embarrassing like not only has he dealt with the baby mama drama all season and been terrible yeah and been absolutely awful totally fell off but then he gets literally ko'd in a fight that he starts <laughs> and squares up on the, in between second base and third base like in the middle of a game that's like dude i just i would say i'm injured and just take the season off try to get his yeah. head straight dude uh, maybe like check into rehab or something like, yeah like, that wasn't me out there i'm i'm on i'm on substances um, maybe it's just second base is just the best place to fight because the last time we saw a guy land a punch like that, it was when that Odour guy landed that punch on Jose Bautista. Oh yeah, and rocked him. Didn't didn't sleep him. Landed a way better punch, but did not didn't completely put him out, but like had him on shaky legs. So maybe just it's the fact that guys can't get there quick enough. Like when they rush the mound, number one, the pitcher always like kind of moves and runs. Yeah, and they're always running way too fast. And then the the first baseman and third baseman are there in no time. Yeah, I think it just. It sparks up when nobody's expecting it at second base, whereas like when the batter bull rushes the pitcher, it's like a little bit more time for everybody to get in there and start tackling each other. Yeah. Yeah, that was wild, though. That was, yeah, that was a good weekend to have a good fight. That might have been one of the best sport fights, sport fights outside of Malice at the Palace. That was a good one, too. <laughs> that has to be the number one of all time, right? That would be number one. Um, yeah, I can't even really think of what else. Um, Andre Johnson beating up that Cortland Finnegan in a football game was good. Um, I don't know. That would be a good, like, top list of, like, f- sports yeah, fights best outside of. Outside of hockey and actual fighting sports. Yeah. Yeah. That would have even been a good hockey fight because usually they don't get knocked out. Like, getting no. knocked out is rare, like, flatlined. Yeah, hockey fighting's like, dumb because they just, like, kind of, like, grab, like, clinch each other and start and just. The throwing. only reason they let them fight is because they're on skates. It's really hard. You can't, like... You can't really hurt each other. Yeah, exactly. The ice is, like, the only thing that can really hurt you because you can't get, like, a lot of weight behind yeah. your punches. So. Or the skates. It's, like, the opponent. safe... Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, Heavy Gilmore. It's a safe way to fight, I guess. So, but yeah, I think I think that's up there, at least in the last many years, of, like, the best. And basketball players should be able to fight each other, but they just can't land a punch. I'm, has anyone ever punched somebody in basketball? I don't think so. They're they're kind of lame, dude. They get paid too much, and I guess baseball players get paid a ton too. But yeah, I don't know. Basketballs. It seems like it would be more of a fighting sport. It is. 
It is on the playgrounds, according to the uh, movies and whatnot, you know, but... I think they just can't punch. Like, if Shaq knew how to punch, he would have killed people, because he tried to punch people. <laughs> yeah, he would. And then, on top of that, though, the announcer with the call, when he's like, Anderson goes down, that was, like, one of the best calls of all time, so... Yeah, he was all over that. He was... He must have called boxing or something in his... Yeah, or he's just been waiting for this moment for forever, and then he, he finally got Tim it. Anderson for his bad behavior <laughs> the last yeah. year. <laughs> Very true. Either way, great fight. Um, yeah, like you said, man, might be the most exciting fight we recap. Um, yeah, I'll move on to mine. Uh, something we touched on last week. It was more, I. I more just want to sort this out. So, um, Dana White getting a lot of flack for not paying Wonderboy and yeah. saying Wonderboy chose not to take the fight. I'm totally on Dana's side. Now, this is coming from a longtime Wonderboy fan. Well, Dana went a little further. I read. I don't know if you saw this, but he was like. When a fighter like declines, we'll either try to set them up with a fight like on the card next card or two, so they can, you know, they don't waste their camp or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if they can't set them up with a fight, then they'll reimburse them for the cost of their camp, but mm-hmm. not pay them their show money or whatever, you know. So, yeah. dude, it's, see, I'm fine with that. Like, you know, he chose not to fight. It was a three pound. I mean, how many times we've seen guys take way bigger weight discrepancies? I don't think it would have mattered for Wonder Boy. So, I yeah, I think he should have just taking the fight and if he's going to complain i mean this isn't anything new he knew there was a chance he doesn't get paid right when he decided not to take the fight so yeah he should have known and he should have known that yeah it just sounds like there's more to it first of all that they they must have offered him something yeah well he's saying they didn't so hmm yeah and then he said we're just going to find out how much his camp was and reimburse him for his camp which that seems like that's a pretty significant amount of yeah it seems fair yeah right yeah, I just, I don't know. I think it's just another chance to pile on. Like, they've probably been doing this forever. This is just a standing, sta- standard I'll, operating procedure. And now I'll, tell you got- you, I'll tell you what, though. You know how to blow a chance at a title shot faster than losing a fight is getting on Dana White's bad side. So and if turning that down was, a fight that you could have won. Yeah. So, and he said, uh, Dana said they found, tried to find him a, a new opponent and stuff as well, too. So, like, you know, just being impossible to work with is one of the easiest ways for Dana to blackball you. So what's the, yeah. Do you think he wanted like a, he wanted like a top, maybe he never even wanted to fight prayer. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I seemed like a winnable fight for him. So I thought, I thought he should have taken the fight. First of all, first and foremost, you get some, you get prayers money and your money and you win the fight. Like dude. And if he had a bad weight cut, like mm-hmm. you're going to well, probably beat a, him. He's already known to gas. So historically always gas out. What do you think wonder boys angle is on all this? I don't know. He's definitely not afraid. Pre Madonna. Yeah, he's definitely not like afraid to fight. He had a good fight with Kevin Holland recently. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what his angle is. I think, I think he's overthinking it, dude. You're paid to fight. You go go fight. That's all you got to do. Yeah, yeah. And at forty, I guess the biggest thing for me is like he's clearly delusional. Like he thinks he's one one or two fights away from it, one fight away from the title, and he's just there is no title. You're fighting for paychecks now. Yeah, exactly. He's he's well past title contention unless. It would have to be like a Michael Bisming situation for him to get a title shot. Like, late last minute dropout, Wonder Boy's free, has won a fight or two recently. He gets a title shot. Like, gets to go fight Leon Edwards on 10 days' notice. Yeah, exactly. That's the only way I could see him getting a title shot right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than that, I think if he had beat Pereira, he'd still have at least two fights against top contenders before he'd be title shot unless contender. they got him like an Usman fight and he beat Usman but, yeah but he's not could, gonna beat Usman so. they could fast track yeah exactly Bilal Muhammad Russell fucked him I mean I guess bad knees Usman is maybe not the wrestler he once was but Wonder Boy has historically been very good against any wrestler so yeah he had back-to-back losses to Bilal and Gilbert Burns yeah and so Woodley. He's, nowhere, he's nowhere close to the yeah I just mean like in recent memory like he's recently lost twice he's like t- Two and two at his last four. Yeah. So, anyways, just another. I mean, we kind of just touched on it. I even joked about it last week. I just wanted to come back to it and just say that, like, all jokes aside, like, I did. This seems like a silly thing to be up in arms about that he's not getting paid for not fighting. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. So, anyhow, we can move on to our recap. Um, if anything, they should have like you get twenty grand if you show up and weigh in, and don't you shouldn't get you shouldn't get your whole show money. Like, if it's a hundred and hundred. You don't get a hundred. Like maybe pre-negotiate something. Like I, yeah. like I'm gonna make weight. If my opponent doesn't, then I should get X, Y, Z. I think there's like not much negotiating on UFC contracts though. So that's but true. When you're like a Wonder Boy, like there might be opportunity too. So I don't know. Yeah. Either way, I just think it's it's part of the game, and uh, 
It's a silly thing to be bringing up now as like a, a giant flaw in the system because it's always how it's been. Right. He, he acted surprised. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, I guess that's what it is. I'm just like, and when fighters act surprised about things, then that's what that's, they know that they're, I guess they know the public is always going to side with them. Especially on fighter pay. It's such a hot topic. Mm-hmm. Like with all like MMA purists, like they think everybody should be making a million bucks, but yeah. Yeah, so anyhow, we can move on to our pre- to our recap here. We got uh, we'll kind of zoom through some of these, but some of these we'll touch on. Uh, main event: Corey Sandhagen, Rob Font. Rob Font, short notice. Um, this fight, I don't know if it went the way I totally expected. Apparently, Corey Sandhagen tore his tricep in, in the, the first round. Yeah, yeah, and he he said is, like the first minute or something. Which is, that's an insane injury. That's a disgusting and insane injury. Yeah, it looked messed up. So I guess, but man, it was boring, dude. I I had. Trouble. I might have fallen asleep. That might have been a, a sleep a snoozer by me. Um, would you say that Rob, the blueprint to beat Rob Font from here on out is pretty much written? Just take him down. Like somebody, Sandhagen, not particularly known as, a, actually not known at all as a strong wrestler, was able to just take him down at will and hold him there. So and use yeah, and use his wrestling, like keep wrestling him. Um, yeah, I saw a thing that somebody ranked this the number fifth most boring headliner of all time, or maybe yeah, most boring fight of all time. I'd buy it. Yeah. I was just going to say, though, number one and number two were uh, the one we were at, the title fight we were at, Rose, Rose versus Claudia, and number two. No, Rose, uh, versus, Rose versus uh, uh, Cookie uh, Monster. Cookie Monster. Uh, oh, yeah. What is her name? That she's the champion, dude. Carla Carlos Sparza. Carlos Sparza. <laughs> yeah. And then. Uh, How is she not? Has she not defended her title yet? No, she got beat by Zhang Wei Li. Oh, yeah. Duh. Yeah. She got mauled, obviously. That division hasn't had much going on in a long time. No, that's why I was like. Wait, when is the last time we was in a title fight in that division? But number two is Yoel versus uh, Adesanya. Uh, dude, you were at one and two. Yeah, I always have to throw that in whenever I can. But they both had other good fights on the card, at least. Exactly, so. yeah. They both had. They both were saved by their other their counterparts. So, anyhow. It was uh, Anderson versus, um, who was it, Damian Maya up there? Was yep, that, that yeah. was on there. I didn't. Even, I remember that fight. It was boring, but I didn't think it was that bad. It was more like just Anderson was way, way, way better than him. Uh, yeah, and I think it gets put because of Dana's reaction as yeah. being so mad at that people yeah. remembered as maybe more boring than it was. Yeah, like it was, he was just too much better than him. Agreed. But it wasn't like he was doing nothing. He just like was playing with him because yeah. people wanted to see him finish him. But yeah, and I'm trying to remember what the other one was. But it was it was another bad one. But anyways, yeah, Corey Sandhagen just this was just an easy fight for him. What was he like minus three hundred? Yeah, oh, like minus 350 or something, I think. Minus yeah. 320, something I mean, like just, that. It was just an easy... I think I picked him in the league, too. He could have been minus 1,000 with how the fight turned out. Yeah, I think I picked him in the league. I just thought that this was going to be a pretty easy call and uh, worked out that way. Uh, just again, draw Tatiana Suarez. This one had a little more potential to go either way, but um, I think our read that Jessica Andrade are just totally washed is pretty much spot on. Yeah, she is absolutely done. I mean... Like we saw, Tatiana Suarez had a little bit of trouble with Montana De La Rosa getting her down, as we talked about, and she had no trouble at all with Jessica Andrade. So I think Jessica Andrade is, is completely washed. She's on the do not do not bet list at all unless she gets, like, some bums lined up. But like we were saying earlier, once you get that, uh, once you get the OnlyFans money, you don't train anymore, it's right? OnlyFans deposit hits. Yeah, I don't know what it is. She's probably just trying to get her last few checks. I thought she, she has retired before, hasn't she? I think she might have after she lost like the title or something once or something. I yeah. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, I don't either. All right, Dustin Jacoby, Kennedy, and Check. We uh, we were kind of back and forth in this one, um, just because Kennedy has a habit of getting clipped early in fights, and that's pretty much what happened here. <laughs> yeah, yep. That's this is a pretty easy one to recap. Uh, Dustin Jacoby, he he looked pretty good. I mean, it was all right fight, but Jacoby finished him quick, so. Was Dustin Jacoby the guy that Sean Strick was that Sean was and when Sean Strick was on Joe Rogan was he like Dustin Jacoby that guy sucks you was it that? yeah I think it was I, I think you might be right he's like that guy sucks he should not be in the UFC <laughs> <laughs> yeah he needed this win yeah it's not looking good for Kennedy then yeah Kyler Phillips Randy Barcelos um, Kyler Phillips won this fight um, it was a decent fight like Randy Barcelos he I think he has that. What we've talked about before, like fighting to the level of your opponent and letting him like barely beat you, it seems like the Bobby Green syndrome. Yeah, he's fallen, he's fallen prey to that. So many fights where he just hanging in there with guys. He looks good, but then he lets the other guy tag him, and he ends up losing the decision. So decent fight. I thought Kyler Phillips won it uh, pretty clearly on the scorecards. Definitely rounds one and three. 
Uh, two was, I thought, pretty close, but yeah. All right, Jeremiah Willis, Carlton Harris. We were on the wrong side of this one. Carlton uh, Harris ended up winning this fight. This was a punt, dude. We were on we were on the right side of this one as far as I'm concerned. This was Jeremiah Wells completely dominated 10 minutes. Like, there was not a – he was easily winning. He was taking – I think he's good, dude. I think he's a good fighter. Yeah, he was taking Carlton Harris down at will. He was holding him down. He was, had some submission attempts and whatnot, and then he just gets caught in a submission in the third round, got a little sloppy. Like, his gas tank looked completely good. He looked like he was – on path to winning a pretty boring decision, similar to uh, Corey Sandhagen, and then he got submitted in the third. So, I mean, I think Jeremiah Wells wins that way more often than not, but, you know, it happens. So It does happen. All right, Billy Q, Damon Jackson. Damon Jackson came out looking good, but typical Billy Q, he's got to get hit a bunch of times before he starts fighting back. Yeah, dude, the first round I was worried, and then uh, Billy Q turned it on in rounds two and three and, yeah, secured the dub, so... Yeah, what was what was the odds? He was like a minus one sixty or something. Minus, I think it was whenever on Friday when I think did it for the league. It was like minus one seventy or something. So, okay. but yeah, I think he was like a minus one sixty at one point in time. So, yeah, well, we'll take what we can get there. All right, you want to run down your fighters? Uh, you had Gavin Tucker on there to watch. Dude, Diego Lopez looks good, right? No, he looks legit. Yeah, so yeah, he's definitely somebody to keep an eye on. Did 205 Tanner Bozer is in shape, man. He's uh, pretty shredded. He looks completely different, so he won that fight. He looked looked good. Um, Sean Woodson versus Dennis Bazooka. Sean the Slender Man looked. Uh, Sean Slender Man Woodson looked pretty good, honestly. So he's hard to look at, <laughs> dude. He I've never seen somebody with a more disproportionate legs to torso ratio, dude. Is uncomfortable to look at it's dude i don't know how he finds pants that fit man <laughs> and I, if i'm him why does he wear the tight shorts wear some baggy ass shorts that you know wear the longer like ones his legs look like pencils like maybe dude know. wear the longer. i think it just accentuates how freaking long because then you can you see literally from like where his hip connects down to his foot where if he had some at least some normal shorts on you wouldn't really be able to to tell as much i feel like could be long and baggy shorts yeah exactly that's <laughs> that's just a pro tip i got for sean Woodson. yeah uh and then Odie osborne he lost correct i believe so yeah that ass who i didn't see this on one the guy looked good though yeah he did yeah this was a we can't really complain about fight cards first of all this card lost its main event that could have really saved the card who was um, the main event Supposed to be Corey Sanhagen versus uh, oh yeah yeah Umar duh. right yeah yeah exactly Umar and Omega Madoff that would have been interesting especially to see how Corey Sanhagen's grappling looked like he definitely looked like he was really preparing for the grappling exchanges so. yeah he figured he better use his uh, better use his grappling <laughs> yeah. on somebody yeah maybe he's lying about the torn bicep maybe <laughs> you know just just wanted to practice need an excuse like. yeah maybe um all right then yeah like I said nothing nothing too crazy here uh but we'll wrap it up and move on to our our segments here. Uh, I believe it's your turn to go first this week. So who do you Are got? We gonna, you going to talk about the Nate oh. Diaz versus Jake Paul in the segments, or do you want to do? No, we can talk about that now. We might as well go through that now. Um, yeah, tune into this one. Um, we got a we got a JLT conspiracy theory that that Jake Paul's doing a, a show lose bonus instead of a show win bonus because, I mean. Don't get me wrong, I think he could have beat Nate either way without Nate look, but between the Anderson Silva fight and then Nate just not fighting for more than half the fight, like, I don't know. It, it just seems fishy when some of these guys go in there and look good and then, but just don't throw enough to win. And guys that we know could throw volume the whole entire fight. How many fight. rounds did they think he won? Or did he win? One judge gave him two and one, two judges gave him one. So I would have said maybe maybe three. I always felt like this is the way it was going to go, though. Like, he gets to say he won because he put him in a guillotine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He should have actually choked him out, dude. But I guess there's probably, like, something in his contract where he would maybe lose all, like, if he literally put Jake Paul asleep in the octagon or in the in the <laughs> ring, then he might forfeit his purse or something. Yeah. There was prop bets out on if he would throw a kick or if he would do a, pull, do a, a real submission. And, I mean, the guillotine was obviously just a joke, but... This was, like, best-case scenario for him as far as losing. Like, he he did get knocked down, but I don't think he really cares about that. But he, he got to get to be like, oh, yeah, I would have won this if this was a real fight. Yeah, Nate Diaz had a bad game plan, too. He tried to do most of his work, like, inside, and Jake Paul would just clinch him whenever he'd start landing a few few punches. Like, he had no no boxing from the outside. 
Yeah, he won. What's up, Aaron? He, he won, won a few of those rounds. You got anything for uh, the listeners? <laughs> Anyways, yeah, he won a few. He won a few of those rounds, but it was very few and far between. Where, just not enough. Yeah, just not enough volume. Not enough power. No power. Zero power. Yeah, yeah, nothing at all, dude. It was that. Yeah, that was bad. He didn't even land like land really the one two that he's known for in MMA at all. So he never got it really moving. He never got things going. He never got like a never got into a flow. I don't know, like. He may have boxed, he may have, have had boxing experience, but I don't think he has, like, ring experience of, like, game planning experience. Yeah, there was, I don't know. I just want to see him in MMA. So, get back to MMA. That's where he belongs. So. Do you think I it'll mean, actually happen? Do you think they'll actually do the, the MMA fight? I don't know. Just Cause Connor Lewis, money is on the table for the trilogy, true. too. So, I, I think it's prob- his agent's just going to bid him against each other, right? Like, he's going to tell the UFC, like, we're getting ten million to fight Jake Paul. Like, if you match that, we'll do the counter trilogy, or, or you know, beat it or something. So, I think he's probably got decent negotiating power with the UFC right now, with like a ten million dollar offer on the table in the UFC. And Connor seems like he only wants to make the trilogy, really. So, yeah. Well, Dana came out and said that Connor's actually fighting Chandler, and that it's a done deal, and that Connor's just screwing with his opponents. I don't. I don't, he could, but I don't know. What do you think? I don't think he's going to fight Michael Chandler. Yeah, I don't think so I don't so think he's either. really seriously about, serious about fighting anybody. He put a video on his, not to get on a counter tangent, but he put a video on his Instagram of him on a yacht lifting dumbbells, and people are like, oh, he's training, blah, blah, blah. It's, <laughs> yeah, so it's not really it's like, training, right? How hard are you training in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea when, like, <laughs> there's guys in, like, dark jams just... He's got Artem locked up in a fucking <laughs> cabin down below deck, dude. <laughs> he's just using him as a punching bag. <laughs> Yeah, like he's always done. He's a fucking yacht slave. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I honestly, I don't even know if he'll ever fight Nate again. To be honest, I don't know if he'll ever fight again. Period. But um, I could definitely see Nate's definitely in a position where he can do what he wants. What do you think happens? Seeing we've seen the boxing match between Jake Paul and Nate Diaz. What happens if they fight in MMA? Because it's easy to say that Nate just submits him, and because it's probably the case. But Nate's not above getting in slugfest with guys and. Dude, he could get knocked out, right? Yeah, like, that's in what four I'm ounce gloves. Like Jake Paul hits hard. He's way, way bigger. bigger. He'd be fighting at 185 in the UFC. And uh, kicks would be. I mean, Nate doesn't really kick. Though. He doesn't throw. And he has thrown some recently, and they were terrible. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, knees though. Like you got to think Jake Paul's not ready for like a knee when he shoots a takedown or whatever. If they do do that, I it would suck to see like. I don't know if Jake Paul is actually a skilled wrestler or not. I guess he was pretty good in high school or whatnot. But if he just tries to like, did you shoot to be like you shoot to like top fifteen in the welterweight division <laughs> in the UFC if you right. beat Diaz? That would be ridiculous. But I think he, Nate would probably just submit him. Like, how good is he going to be able to get it? Like stopping a triangle or something against somebody like Nate Diaz? Like, if he does does manage to take Nate Diaz down, like then his problems have kind of just begun. So. But that's true. But Nate does not go to like Nate's not a takedown guy. Like you have to chase him. You have to either chase him to the ground or you have to. Nate's good off his back though. Yeah, but uh, what and if Jake? Like, just Nate's never... good off his back against UFC caliber guys. Like yeah. somebody who. But what if Jake just never shoots a takedown? And just goes in there and tries to knock him out. What if he just boxes him up as as long as he can? That could happen. Yeah, I mean Nate's pretty good against the cage and stuff. Like when he gets. And also, like, you can't tie – you don't just get to clinch in boxing and then they don't just separate you. Like, he could trip him potentially. He could – there's a lot that could happen. It would be Five-minute rounds. It would be an interesting fight. I'd be very nervous, though. <laughs> yeah, because it's still, like, weight classes – the re, the the offset is the weight class thing. Like, Jake is yeah. way bigger. I think even if they both weight were the same size, like, Nate probably beats him in the boxing match even. Like, he's just so much bigger and heavier and – and strong too, like yeah. so they weighed in about the same, but Jake probably cut like twenty pounds. And yeah, and Nate had to gain a bunch of weight. To yeah, get there and yeah. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, why not? Just if I guess this is the pivot. This is like it's no risk for Jake Paul to to fight Nate Diaz in an MMA match. You're probably gonna lose. You're probably I think they said like the line was like minus four hundred for Nate Diaz, but you just do an MMA match. You probably get hurt less than in a UFC or in a, in a boxing match, and then you just say like, oh yeah, he beat me in MMA. Duh. Yeah, it doesn't. It has. It, Nate Diaz is taking all the risk if they do an MMA match. I, that's why I think to just go the safe route, go back to the UFC. <laughs> go the I safe route, fight Conor McGregor. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. At least that's like losing to Conor is a lot better than losing to Jake Paul in MMA. You know, now's the be, time to strike, dude. He, he, him, and Conor have always been neck and neck. 
he, now's the time. Nate probably beats Connor. Yeah, but I mean, I think Nate's taken a downswing as much as Connor has. Like, maybe not quite as bad because he has a jiu-jitsu to fall back on and stuff. But yeah, I don't think either of them are are near their prime by any means. Yeah, yeah, maybe not. So, um, I guess I mean, I guess Nate. Uh, as Connor. far as the Jake Paul sideshow, he did a good job of making people forget that he lost his last fight to a reality show boxer, and he does. He's good. Dude, that's what he does. He's he's never lost a fight in the eyes of any any hardcore Nate Diaz fans, at least you know. Yeah. Nobody remembers a fight as oh Nate lost. Or like oh remember that Nate fight? Like Lillian Edwards won the. Yeah, he won that fight, and then he won this fight just by doing the guillotine at the last minute. Yeah, he just showed him that if it was a real fight, then then he's he'd dead. Be done. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess everybody wins. I guess everybody wins. Um, what did you think of the quality of the fight? That's the last thing I want to ask about it. Uh, so so like i don't know than the tyron woodley ones for jake paul yeah but it was the best jake paul looked he didn't get as tired as i expected he looked like he was he went all 10 rounds pretty good yeah he looked like he was starting to labor at times starting to breathe out of his mouth seemed like he was breathing super heavy in the corner but then he come out and throw so yeah i thought he was probably in best conditioning and yeah it's probably the best he's looked in in a boxing fight yeah no i think so so um yeah, I guess that's all we got there. I guess we'll be waiting. I'm sure he'll he'll probably make his next um, announcement. He seems like he makes his announcements fairly quick. Like he doesn't really wait very long on. Uh, he's gonna he's riding this uh, boxing thing really like fast and loose. I think he'll probably make an announcement. He'll probably start his next campaign to fight somebody soon, and we'll see where uh, where it goes. Yeah, I think it's Masvidal if he goes boxing again. Yeah. And they do some Ma, Masvidal has the game bread box promotion. It makes sense for him. Like it's free publicity for that. Um, it's a washed former UFC fighter that he likes to kind of line up a little bit closer in weight. So, I mean, I think that makes the most sense. There's not many big names left, right? Like MMA caliber guys that mm-hmm. he could fight. And I think Masvidal falls like perfectly in to yeah. that form. And they trained together at one point when he was training for the Ben Askren fight. Uh, as a yeah. joke. I don't know if it was as a joke, but they trained together when they were talking when they were training when he was training for the Ben Askren. How crazy does it seem that he fought Ben at box Ben Askren? Like, <laughs> You're right. Like, I'll give him credit. He's made, opened our eyes to a lot. Like that basically any normal civilian could kick Ben Askren's ass in a boxing match. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, but anyways, we'll have to see where it goes next. Um who knows? Who knows? It's hard to tell now. It's a real sideshow. Um, so uh, I guess we'll move on to our segments. Our Isn't the Awesome Matter Real World Call? It. I believe it's your turn to go first this week. So why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us what you got? All right. Isn't the Awesome is going to have to go to our boy, J.P. Vise. I mean, I just uh, – we picked on him a little bit at times, but um, he keeps coming back. I, I was very surprised to see him here. This and guy is um resilient. He is, he is resilient at that. I think he's... I don't think he's ever won a UFC fight. I think he's over the whole steal your girl drama, hopefully. <laughs> and I think that was what was holding him back. And now he's probably got a new fire lit under him. He's going to uh, cash as a big underdog. I'm not going to put that on the official picks, obviously, but... He's we're ready for a title boy. run. Yeah. He got Dude, rid of his negative that would, influences. That'd be a great story if J.P. Baez came back and went on. It doesn't have to be a title run, but like a run to crack the top 15 would be a, pretty much a title for him, right? A five-fight winning streak or something? Yeah, against bombs. And he, a five-fight winning streak and he'd be back to 500 in his career? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Dude, I like the Outcast shirt, by the way. Oh, we'll yeah. We'll put that on the Isn't He Awesome. Sick yeah, Outcast shirt. Sick. I don't remember where I got this from, but it's the... Uh, yeah, it's a nice one. That's dope. Yeah, thank you. And then uh, weekly call-out. Um, dude, so I texted you about this, but I'm flipping through for channels before I'm about to go to bed, and on ESPN is, I see the Pillow Fighting Championship. <laughs> dude, so yeah. when I see the Pillow Fighting Championship, I immediately think hot women, right? Hot chicks. Some sort of time Hitting cool each worry. other with pillows, and in some type of organized event. No, this this is MMA rejects slapping each other with pillows, doing spinning. There are these pillows that have handles on them, <laughs> and they're doing, like, spinning back fists, but you can't hit them with your fist, so they're hit Like, it's a spinning back fist 
pillow to the face and they're it's almost like they're jousting at times they're flinging it around like this <laughs> it is the lamest shit i've ever seen and it's dudes like that should be like false advertisement they should be it should have to say like men's pillow fighting championship when you so you know not to click on it yeah i told you i had seen a commercial for this like or maybe a, i've seen something for this like probably two years ago it's it i don't know i have no concept of time but it was a long 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 time ago and I did not think it would ever. I thought I'd never see it again. And I didn't see this, but I know I did. I do remember seeing something for this and just thinking, there's no way these are grown men are going to do this. Well, they're doing it still two years later, though, in Rock Hill, South Carolina, the pillow fighting championship of the world. So Is there a it was the semifinals. Who has the belt? I don't know. I did. I did not. I watched. There was one round left in the fight. I I checked it out and then I immediately turned it off. I was like, D- I cannot watch this. This is like very lame. All I'm gonna say is we said the same thing about bare knuckle and we said the same thing about slap power slap and look at us now. Next yeah. soon will be a pillow fighting podcast. <laughs> I can confidently say we'll never be a pillow fighting contest, co- dude. If they. They need to get some harder, some harder thing, and then feathers and the pillows, and then it might be all right, you know. Like let's put, I don't know what's what could like potentially hurt somebody because the problem is you. There's never been a knockout in the pillow fighting championship, as far as I, I. Don't get me wrong; I've only seen literally one round, but I can't imagine there was ever a a knockout. It is. It's the lamest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> like at least there's knockouts in the slap shot. Like. I don't know. You can't make a highlight. They did like a highlight reel at the end. And I, cause I did watch the winner get announced and then they showed like a little highlight reel and it was terrible. Absolutely terrible. So if, if you're thinking about getting into pillow fighting championship, then please reconsider. It's not, it's not worth it. Like I, what do these guys tell their friends? Like, Hey, I'm going to be out of town for the weekend. I'm going to <laughs> Rock Hill, South Carolina for the pillow fighting championship of the tune world. In, tune in to watch me. Yeah. I'll be on the Ocho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, man, all the good ideas in this world that haven't happened. And then they got pillow fighting, pillow making fighting. it to ESPN. Um, yeah, I'm going to actually pull up a, a picture of pillow fighting real quick. Uh, I wonder if they have their own Instagram account. On the other side, though, and this you might as well just give it as the awesome, but it's not really mine. But pillow fighting may have been on ESPN, but slam ball is also back, so that kind of balances out. Slam yeah. ball is sick, dude. It is pretty sick. I did see a highlight. Wasn't it on a? It was on a UFC like a commercial on one of the cards recently, right? I don't know. So they go to Las Vegas and they record it all. They build the they build like their the slam ball arena in one of the buildings. I think it's like the Cox Pavilion or whatever, and then they record like the whole season and then they air it. Top wow. ten hits. Top ten hits of the Pillow Fighting Championship twenty twenty one. The PFC. See, I told you it's been around a long time. I'm pretty sure I saw twenty twenty one is probably when I saw it. <laughs> Dude, yeah. he's got a pink pillow. Yeah, and they dance around like it's so. That guy just let himself get decked too. It's pretty zesty out there. You see, they just like flip it around like with like a limp wrist. It's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's chicks. Oh, yeah. did she get knocked down, actually? Oh, you can hit them when they're on the ground? Number eight. It's, this is in a warehouse. Like, with yeah, dim, this is in like, somebody's garage. Very dim lighting. They rented out a boxing gym. And- the, the 2023 Pillow Fighting Championship was in like a little stadium-like type thing. So, so it's they, growing? It's, it's definitely growing. It, was, it looked way more official than the uh, 2021. Um, look at that. Oh, he hit him with the spinaroonie. <laughs> but you see, like that's like the best hit you can get, and the guy was not phased at all. They're in an octagon. That looks like a UFC octagon. I think it is. Like one of their one of their regional promotions that they own is probably in UFC Fight Pass. Dude, oh, knocked down. That was a trip, I think. Number four. Oh, so, their pillows just got tied up. What if you accidentally? That was like not even a stretch hit. Hit somebody in the face with your hand, yeah, actually. Yeah, what if you hit them with a spinning back fist? DQ'd. You're definitely... Oh, my God. Look at this. They're just spinning it and hitting each other in the head at the same time. It's like the Don Fry <laughs> fight with the Asian guy where they grab each other. They both get each other. In like a <laughs> This is the number three highlight of all time. They're just literally just going back and forth. They're hitting each other. Number two. If number one is not a knockout, that's they're not even swinging oh, a hard. body shot. It's impossible to swing hard. They got feather pillows, dude. 
Yeah, they need to fill them with like bars of soap or something. That's what I'm thinking. I, you got to have something in between bars of soap and feathers, I feel like. Um, there's been no difference between number 10 and number 2 so far. I don't know. Oh, six they're the standing and trading. <laughs> Dude, they pointed to the middle just like the... Yeah. Ricardo Lamas and Max Holloway. <laughs> yeah. And they're the weakest hits of all time. Oh, we're tied up. Who's roughing this? Is it like Dude, a... they're not even hitting hard. Look at this. Dude, this is bizarre. I can't believe this is real. Dude. I don't know. That I think was we a could, worthy call out. I think we could win the pillow fighting championship, dude. Yeah, I know I could win it. I if could, that was the number one highlight of pillow fighting championship 2021, that week, I could hit somebody with a pillow harder than that, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, that was terrible. That was a very, very worthy call out. Um, anything else? Uh, no, I think that's it. Uh, right. Just the uh, we'll go with back to my my take. Just the White Sox are an absolute embarrassment of an organization, and I'm I'm uh, kind of disappointed to have to call myself a fan at this point. I'm embarrassed. Yeah, I've been down that road many times with several teams, but yeah, it's the getting knocked out is just the icing on the cake. Yeah, like you can't even fight. You're not even like tough. We were supposed to be like this was our great rebuild, and it has ended in one of our best players having a terrible season and getting knocked out halfway through the year in a, in a fist fight. So <laughs> <laughs> on yeah. national TV sports center, probably number one highlight, like just get Tim Henderson getting chinned. Yeah, absolutely. Not great. Um, everybody said it's payback for the bat flip, dude. People are still talking about that bat flip from like two years ago. It's payback for the, uh, call himself Jackie Robinson. <laughs> I thought somebody else called him Jackie Robinson. He called himself a modern Jackie Robinson, and then that one guy called him ja- that one. Uh, so he called himself Jackie Robinson, and then they called somebody else racist for calling him Jackie yeah, Robinson? Yeah, that whole story's insane, too. That's back when people, like, stood up for Tim Anderson, though. That's before people found out he was a, he was a real rascal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now people are probably on, what's that guy's side? Uh, Brent Gardner, is it? No, it's, uh, <laughs> no, it's the Toronto guy uh, that plays for the Yankees now. No, um, Josh Donaldson. Josh Donaldson, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, maybe, maybe he was right all along. Yeah. But. <laughs> I don't know. He's not breaking through any barriers except for the number one knockout highlight in uh, MLB history. The only guy on the baseball field. <laughs> yeah. Smokes. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I guess I'll move on to mine. Uh, baseball hasn't been that exciting since Randy Johnson fucking exploded that bird. Dude. Yeah. They need, fight, they need fights. Baseball yeah. needs fights. Pitch clock wasn't enough. Um, anyways, uh, I got some good news for my Isn't he Awesome. Um, Black Beast has re-signed with the UFC. Dude, I saw that. contract. That's uh, great news. I thought he would have been a highly sought-after um, free agent, but I'm guessing if he signed that quick, I don't know, maybe the UFC. He probably didn't even consider going anywhere else, right? <laughs> maybe not. He probably makes good money for the UFC. Yeah, they probably gave him a million bucks to fight or something. Yeah, he's probably like, up there with that. Mark Hunt was getting like 750k for like Alistair ever. Alistair was getting yeah something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's his? Um, Arlovsky's getting something like that. So yeah. So so pay the black beast, dude. You can't. He's you gotta let him. Uh, let him. Let him do his thing. And he got an in insane shape. He you know. Yeah, he's ready for a title run. Exactly. Let's put him in. Let's get him a title shot right now. Now he doesn't ever have to rematch against Francis. So yeah, right. Gets John go, Jones. Go one and out. Yeah. That'd That's a fight John Jones will probably take, right? Oh, yeah. That DC loved when he got that Black Beast fight. Right. Too easy. Yeah. Uh, my other is the awesome is uh, The Rock. He gave uh, that guy a house. Did you see that? Yeah, that was pretty dope. That was pretty cool. I usually don't like buy into, like, I'm pretty cynical about stuff like that. Like, especially The Rock, he's kind of like a, I don't know, like a basically a politician type of guy. But he, he this guy was so far off of, like, The Rock's like radar that he couldn't really like this guy really like this this really didn't even get that much publicity yeah it was probably so definitely a life changing for the guy and he the guy, just buy him like a fucking like a chevy cruise or something yeah. you know like to sleep in yeah the guy's <laughs> like a african immigrant his whole family's still back in africa and he's like sending his money back for them to like put in wells for water and stuff yeah i was sleeping on the gym floor now he's got a house in miami on the on the canal like dang doing it right the only thing i do want to say though is the Rock has this. The reason he did it is because the guy told the story of like having seven dollars, and the, that's like The Rock's like famous story about like had seven dollars to my name, blah blah blah, and that's when I whatever became The Rock. Or the Rock's dad was a is a WWF Hall of Famer. Like, yeah, did The Rock ever really had seven dollars to his name. 
Yeah, when right before he texted his dad to send him <laughs> more money. <laughs> yeah, so sorry to throw some cynicism on there. Um, yeah, but there anyways. This one time I couldn't get a hold of my dad, and I only had seven bucks in my bank account. <laughs> I remember that struggle when I my dad didn't pick up. It took me 12 hours to reach him. Yeah, so either way, uh, The Rock paying it forward, cool thing. Um I have a hard time like watching those things and the guys like I promise you I'm gonna be a UFC champion. It's like uh that's a tough promise to fill. Yeah. <laughs> Just go ahead with uh and I don't you have to be you have to believe that it The take- Rock should have played a joke. Well if you don't, I'm taking these <laughs> keys back. <laughs> this is actually a loan. I made this promise to you, I'd give you this house. No, you made this promise to me and this you know high, it gets revoked. Actually a high interest loan. If you- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, no, I don't know. I, I do wonder how long that How's lasts. How's he going to afford the property taxes with seven bucks? <laughs> no, The Rock said you don't have any bills to worry about. Really? But I wonder how long that, how long, for how long? Until he becomes champ, dude. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, I guess we'll uh, just hope for the, I mean, there's probably nothing for The Rock to like pay, pay it for like the next 30 years or something. I don't know. But I wonder is like, is the, t- is the deed in that guy's name or is it in The Rock's name? And he's like renting it to him for free. That's a good question. Because they didn't make it. He just handed him the keys. He wasn't like... He said, this is your house. He said that the bills are paid. You have to worry about nothing but focusing on your career. So, hmm. yeah, I would love to know the background of that. Yeah, how they actually set that up. Yeah, I'd be very curious. Um, I call it this week, personal call out, the person that hit my mirror when I was parked on the street in uh, L.A. over the weekend. Oh, no. You got those bad drivers out there, never, man. I've never had this happen to me, dude. I woke up the next morning, and my mirror was just dangling off my, my truck. Put it all back together. You can't even tell it happened. Wow. Some good handiwork, dude. Three pieces. Okay, the glass fell off the front. The big piece, like the, the body, dangling off the side. It has wires that run to it because it's like a, it has a turn signal. That's a third piece on the back, and it has like the motorized stuff. Yeah. Dangling at the front, dude. The thing was split. Into, it was completely destroyed. I was like, there's no way. It all snapped back together and then sat, snapped back into place, but whoever wow. hit it is still a bastard. Dude, no insurance information on the car? Nothing. Obviously not. Nothing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do That's, you think they actually hit it, or do you think it's some rascals just running around with baseball bats? Smashing? I think it was. It was, I think somebody hit it because I was not part. It wasn't. It wasn't necessarily a tight street, but it wasn't like. It's a big truck. And yeah, like, that's true. And like, I don't know how to how to flip the mirrors in. I would have if I knew how, but I I pulled on them kind of hard, and they didn't go. So I'm like, I don't think these mirrors flip in. It's a 2001 truck. It's old. Yeah, that's true. But I, luckily, it all snaps back together. Like, dude, good as new. You can't even tell anything. Yeah. All the motor, all the motor functions still work. 2001. That's when they made cars to be able to put back together. Now they're intentionally made to literally uh, yeah. fall into a million pieces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been totaled. If it was, uh, yeah. yeah, they would have wrote you a check. For 2023 Dodge Ram, they would have had to write me a check for 65 grand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Missing mirror, we're going to total this one. Yeah, this is a special mirror. You have to, it runs on a chip that's inside the engine. Yeah, yeah, that's what would have happened. But yeah, I don't know. I've never, that's never happened to me somehow, like in all my life. And uh, I've been really lucky with the stuff like that. But yeah, it was kind of a, I was a rude awakening, literally. So it can happen to anyone, dude. I bet I could get ring camera footage because it was in front of the place I was staying, and I know they have a ring camera, so I bet I could find out who did it. Track them down. Track show up them at down. their house, smash their mirror. Exactly. One for one. A mirror for a mirror. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. So, yeah, first if time. It, if it was in re- irreplaceably damaged, then we then we might have to go that far. But since you put it back together, I think oh, we yeah. can, we'll let them off the hook. No one, else, no one else will ever know except for me, you, and anyone who listens to this because it's <laughs> as good as new. So... Uh, yeah, still a bastard, though. Screw that guy or girl. Could have been anyone. Um, but anyways, yeah, so that's or all I got. Z or Zer. You can't just... There's more than just guys <laughs> yeah, I was in LA. Now, I was in LA. I'm making great <laughs> assumptions for... Yeah, come on now. Um, you can get canceled for that. Yeah, absolutely could. All right, let's move on, though. Do we have a fight card here? Like, this one just kind of snuck on the radar when I... when. I was thinking about what fights were on this card. I literally didn't know. I had not heard about a Rafael Dos Anjos versus Vicente Luque. Yeah, this one was I, – I hadn't seen any of these fights coming up, but Cub Swanson's a nice surprise. Like, yeah, these are, these are great names. I hate to say it, but this is like a card of people that should be look, thinking about retiring. Daytime card, too. Really? Main like, card starts at 4. 
This main event would have been absolutely sick. A few years ago. Four years ago. Three, four years ago. Probably before Vicente Luque kind of had the brain hemorrhage. Yeah, now it's really tough. You got like a undersized guy, a 155er, fighting somebody who I would usually, if Vicente Luque wasn't coming off a um, yeah brain Brain hemorrhage hemorrhage or whatever, traumatic TBI, then I would probably go Vicente Luque here. But that really... Evens it up as the line reflects, I feel like. Yeah, but Sante Luque, minus 105. Rafael Dos Anjos, minus 115. Oh, man, like I said, Rafael Dos Anjos is the proven product. He's a former champion. Um, 155, though. Yes, and, and, his and he's had some struggles. He's done okay at 170 at times, but he's had against some struggles. One other against other 155. Yeah, he's had some struggles Mo- against bigger guys. Like Who, do you, who has he beat recently? Moicano? Um, let's see. He's done all right recently. It's just that I think the guys he has fought at 170 were like more like 155ers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy's old now, dude. How old? What is? How old is he now? It's let's see. Here he is. Uh, he's 38, man. Thir- that's that's getting out there. <laughs> he got knocked out by Fazev. Um, Oh, yeah, Fazev. And he struggled to take Fazev down, and that's one other 155er, you know? Like, Vicente Luque, like, assuming, like... He's a big 170. Yeah, he's huge. Um, I mean, Brian Barberino was his last win. That's nothing to write home about. And then Paul Felder, Hanato Moicano. He lost to Chiesa, Leon Edwards, Usman, Kobe Covington, beat Kevin Lee. Um, and Vicente Luque beat Chiesa soundly. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Vicente Luque in this one. I was one. thinking that too. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident in that the the he- brain hemorrhage scares me, but I just yeah. think that assuming it like didn't slow like his <laughs> punching ability down or anything like that, <laughs> you know, like assuming like his brain is sending signals to the rest of his body at the same yeah. speed it was before. Uh, we're yeah. gonna go with Vicente Luque. I'm gonna say Luque. the losses were more uncharacteristic of Vicente Luque, and that he's still uh, a good fighter. Yeah, let's let's take Luque here. All right. Sm- Small underdog. All right. Cub Swanson, um, plus 190. Hakeem Duwadu, minus 230. I would hate to bet all that money on Hakeem Duwadu and have him only throw 10 punches. Yeah, and, that's what I'm thinking. But I would hate to bet on Cub Swanson and have him not show up. To be fair, Cub Swanson, when he's injured, when he's when he's an injured fighter, we don't really know that he has lingering injuries. We don't know when he does and doesn't. He's terrible when he has injuries. He's very He'll come back and surprise you when he's healthy. He hasn't fought in a long time, so I would assume he's probably got to be healthy, right? Unless he got hurt in training camp. He which lost I- to Giga Chikatsi in like 30 seconds on a body kick. But then oh, he beat, yeah. He beat Darren Elkins? Or am I, is this, uh, are those out of order? So his last fight was a loss to Jonathan Martinez oh, yeah. by he leg like, kick. Yeah, and he like crumbled up. Yeah, from a leg kick, it says. And then, uh, yeah, he knocked out Darren Elkins, spinning wheel kick. That was a sick Sick fight. And then had lost to Giga Chikatse. And kick. then he had beat Daniel Pineda by knockout. That was a pretty sick knockout, that was a good, too. Yeah, and I bet on Daniel Pineda in Dude, that fight. I, I'm going Cub Swanson. Fuck it. <laughs> I don't mind it. Plus 190. Like, Hakeem Wadu at minus 230. Like it's out of control. If this line was a little bit closer, I think I'd be pre- pretty happy with going with Wadu. But, like, if I bet Wadu and Cub Swanson comes through again like i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna be so mad so i'd rather lose betting on cub who's gonna fight for your money then yeah and cub was like has some of my favorite fights to watch of all the time like back especially the duho Choi, the Superboy fight that that's was a like sick fight. i watched that with you we were in, yeah. we were in i was in phoenix or i was in scottsdale with your old apartment that was a sick fight yeah that was awesome cub is cub is the man no question there um i think if you're gonna t- go to, for a two to one dog you might as well do it for the guy who's come through many times exactly all right. Uh, the Dawkus bros are back. Chris Dawkus, plus 150 fighting Cleo Roundtree. I'm assuming Chris Dawkus is cutting weight to down to 205. 205, yeah. This is a 205 fight. A rebirth. So. Um, Cleo Roundtree minus 180. Chris Dawkus plus 150. Uh, you're, you're totally out on the Dawkus bros, but Cleo Roundtree has been erratic yeah. at best. I know. This one's so hard, but for me personally, I, like if it was somebody else that – like, if this was Tanner Bozer, I might go Tanner Bo- Like So we just we do get to see the dark horses of the heavyweight division competing <laughs> at 205 uh, on back-to-back cards, so that is something to get excited about. But, um, yeah, I just I hate the Dawkins bros. Now, he is a, this is the brother's keeper, not the kept brother, so you got to take that he into He is the a- far more successful, although I think his brother has more upside at this point in their careers. Yeah, I mean... 
Never I don't forget, know. Kyle Dawkins was whipping the brakes off of Kevin Holland at one point in his career. Yeah. Before, before Mr. Steal Your Girl, Roman DeLidze put a knee through his skull. <laughs> right. God, the Dawkins bros, like, what a dream come true. Two bros making it to the UFC, and then they just had the worst luck. Well, the, the thing that probably makes it worse for them is they both started off kind started of hot. Off hot yeah. And then, like, they were must have been so high on themselves. Like, yeah, brothers kept each other. Like, you <laughs> the know, brothers but, are taking over. The brother keepers. The brothers keepers are fucking running their shit. And then shit. they both just had their lifespans cut short by 20 years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. Khalil Roundtree. So, I think Khalil Roundtree at... If we see the good version of Cleo Roundtree, right? Oh, easy win. Like, easy win. But if we see Cleo Roundtree hasn't been Bangkok fe- ready, you know. The feminist Cleo yeah, Roundtree exactly. that Sean Strickland that, was talking about? That's not Bangkok ready because after he went to Thailand, he looked a lot better, um, which they may say that's because there's steroids on every street corner there, but you never know. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Cleo Roundtree just to get hope he gets a W, but I don't know. Cutting weight. For Chris Dawkins, even though he looks like, so it really depends. Like, did he go the Tanner Bozer route? Have we seen what he looks like right now? That's what I'd love I to see. I have not seen him. Like, if he went the Tanner Bozer route and he is actually like kind of like a shredded two hundred five, then I might like him in this fight actually. But if he's like, I just lost like a little bit of water, belly fat, like yeah. then I like Cleo Roundtree. He's never probably. a big heavyweight, in, anyways. Yeah, he's just kind of like a chubby heavyweight. Like if he just went from like chubby to shredded, and that's why it's two hundred five. Then I like Dawkins probably, but. If he's just still one of those soft bodies, I like Cleo. Yeah, two, two uh, inconsistent products here, so we'll have to just wait and see what happens. All right, Josh Fram versus uh, Jamie Pickett. Uh, Josh Fram minus three fifty five. Jamie Pickett plus two. Let's be honest, Jamie Pickett gets put on cards to, to put guys over <laughs> yeah. the top. I've been saying that forever. Let me think of every guy that's fought Jamie Pickett. Dude, this could be another one of those cards that we were talking about where it's like in or out like a, a cut like the ufc cut getting no, ready I, for the contender series dos Anjos and vicente lucas should both be considering retirement cub swanson should be considering retirement roundtree and daca should be both on the on the cusp of being no longer out with the organization yeah exactly so Viana, Jack, uh aj dobson not really Tafana, Tafana, Chuck Wee, jamie pickett jp buys lando venata like dude this Land of an off the card, but but Mike Breeden and McKinney? Terrence McKinney, that same thing, dude. This is all, uh, yeah, they're cleaning house. Yeah, this is, they should literally market these cards as loser goes home. That would like, make it so much more entertaining. It would be to watch. so sick, dude. And then people would actually fucking fight hard, dude. These guys would be like, knowing they're, like, right now they like, they think their career is probably on the line, but they don't know for sure as far as UFC goes. But if they actually, they marketed it as like loser goes home, then they're going to actually show up and like fight as hard as possible. hundred percent. I don't. Yeah, I absolutely would tune in for that. Yeah. Cause I think these guys can, and Dude, then they maybe can, we should enter the matchmaker for a day contest. Have you seen the UFC marketing that and then pitch this to Dana? No, loser we, goes yeah, home. We do need to. Yeah. Losers, losers gone. Yeah. There's, there's some extension. like some contest you can enter called matchmaker for a day and you get to go in the, in the, in the room with Dana and talk fights. What about a bracket where you don't just get extended just because you win this fight. You go, you fight the next winner that of the loser leaves town yeah. fight, and then you have to battle your way through a bracket to get back to a point where you get an extension. That like would be winner, sick too. So like, it's not just, you don't just win this fight and get to, you don't, not just going to get extended. Like Jamie Pickett wins this fight. He has to fight another 185 or whatever Jamie Pickett is. And there's, there's like there's like ten of them because they really should cut like ten one eighty fivers, right? Yeah, definitely. So uh, to do a toilet bowl bracket, winner gets another new contract. Yeah. Everyone else gets cut, Boom. and then if you somehow end up in that bracket again, you're back to square one. It's a grand prix of for the losers. worst fighters. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a, it'd be a way to make some of these fights a lot more interesting. That's yeah. for sure. That would be sick. That's a great idea. JLT comes up with another good idea. Imagine that. Dana, you gotta you you gotta pay royalties on that one if you put that one into a effect. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be sick. Just give us some ringside tickets. We'll settle for that. We don't need royalties. Yeah, we're not really tough negotiators at the end <laughs> of the day. Um, anyway, so I'm assuming you're going with Josh Frem here. Yeah, Josh Frem. Jamie Pickett is terrible. Um, all right. Yeah, that's no breakdown needed. <laughs> Jamie Pickett sucks. JP buys is plus two eighty five. We need talk about a loser, a guy down on his luck. This could be the ultimate underdog story here. The JLT underdog story. They're going to make movies about this one day. They are. They're going to make a Disney movie about this. Yeah. Um, dude. I fucking just a rundown. <laughs> Mr. Steal Your Girl as the uh, <laughs> the villain. JP Buys as the... Uh, Him and his wife got their own Contender Series episode 
to be signed as husband and wife. He lost it, the fight, right? He didn't get signed. He but had she no did. business. Well, I don't remember what happened. I don't remember, I don't even know how he got signed. Anyways, the UFC clearly just wanted her, Cheyenne Velismas or Cheyenne Vise. They both lose on their on their first card. She yeah. gets like upset badly by Monserrat Ruiz, who I think is on this card actually. Yeah, she gets stuck and she can't get out of like a. Oh, that's the one where she just got fucking uh, hip tossed hip over tossed and over and over and over. And, over again. and then she like tried to spit on her and said she was gonna follow her home or something. Yeah. So they went from being like this like great story to like, and then she leaves JP buys for. Roman Delise. Yeah. Which <laughs> and then upgrade, but and Ro yeah, absolutely. Roman Delise goes on a crazy winning streak. And JP buys life falls apart. JP buys, loses all his fights, gets deported back to South Africa. Everything's gone wrong for him. Um, gets divorced, obviously. Gets divorced. Uh guys get let's leave his gym. They're not gonna take they're not gonna kick Roman Delise out. He's like a contender. <laughs> yeah, right. And then you get Cheyenne Blismas or Buys or whatever starts winning her fights too. Like they Everything's gone wrong for this guy. Like, he just needs – I hope he's put it all into training. He will blast through uh, Marcus McGee, McGee. Yeah, he wasn't He wasn't to the point – like, in his UFC fights, he was losing. He was still at, like, the feel sorry for himself stage. Like, oh, yeah. now he's channeled all that anger, and he's going to take it out on Marcus McGee. Absolutely. On Saturday. He is, uh, he is ready to rock. He's so a man possessed. Just <laughs> – that's a perfect way to put it. Don't be surprised. <laughs> All right, and unfortunately, the other side of the coin, Terrence McKinney is coming in as a minus almost 280 favorite over Mike Breeden, plus 225. Terrence McKinney, we've, I mean, he's just, you just can't bet on this guy. You can only no, bet against him. Absolutely not. Like, I'm going Mike Breeden in this one. Like, all you have to do is make it to the second round, and you're pretty much guaranteed a victory against this guy. He just fought and just looked terrible. So, Terrence McKinney, like we said, remember last fight, I was like, if Terrence McKinney goes in there and storms him, then I'm pretty high on we're going to pick him. But if he doesn't, he's going to lose. And what does he do? He fights like sh- he goes, he shoots a takedown. He stormed him, but shot a takedown and then gassed himself just going for a rear naked choke. Like he didn't even, it's not like he had a body triangle locked under. He just, he just sat on his back and somehow got tired. Like it was unbelievable. I don't know how you could do that little output. I mean, I guess wrestling, it's easy for me to say, but cause like I probably couldn't wrestle for one minute. He at least did it for five, but that but doesn't he matter. A, he's a wrestler, though. Yeah, he's a wrestler with no gas tank. It's like, dude, go for a run or something. Dude, you, to get some EPO from TJ Dillashaw <laughs> at this point, dude. You got to do something. Yeah, he just needs to go. He's just, he's just, maybe he just needs to go back to the regional scene for a while. Another guy that started hot, though, and then fell, completely fell apart. Completely fell apart. I mean, he's got to be fighting for his job at this point. He, I think he's getting a, little, a lot more slack than most fighters because um, what about the he was super exciting, you know, but... Yeah, I mean, he had Drew Dober on the ropes. Yeah, exactly. And he knocked out Frivola. Oh, yeah, that was that was sick knockout. Yeah, that's when he was bum-rushing people and just throwing haymakers. He hasn't done that in three fights, two, three fights now. He's tried to fight, like, a smarter game plan, and the smarter game plan has done nothing but losing fights. So, like, let's just go back to swinging and banging, you know? Yeah, go got you there. What do you think of the quick turnaround for Terrence McKinney? Like he just terrible fought, idea. Dude. He just fought very recently. He just gassed in five minutes three weeks ago. Yeah, probably yeah, I mean, right. It was July fifteenth. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah um, a month. So it'd be like a month. Oh, not even the fifteenth Tuesday. Month, yeah. So yeah, no, I think it's a bad idea too. So, but I don't know. I guess he wants that. Uh, I guess maybe he thought he was, like, on the next round of cuts to be released. So he's like, let me take a fight <laughs> so they in. can't cut me before. Like, yeah. you know, with Contender Series starting up, they might you – know, they don't always cut you right after your fight. Sometimes it's, like, literally a month later. Yeah, so space. he's like, let me just hop in real fast. They tend to do cuts in, like, a big pack. Like the yeah, big like, package of like cuts. a five- to ten-fighter cut. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, um, I think if you're going to tune in and there's going to be anything you're going to watch for, like, just keep in mind, like, a lot of these guys are on their – their last legs here so yeah i don't think they're gonna have props out this early but i'd like to see what like breeden in round two or three years or something because mm-hmm. i mean terrence mckinney's gonna gas he's either gonna knock him out in round one or he's gonna gas so gonna lose the fight yeah yeah so i mean that's just stuff to watch for uh anything else on this card before we wrap things up uh no i think that's about it for me i mean so overall it's a, day card? it's a day card main card starts at four okay so it's not like a 
It's not, not like a start at noon card. type card. It, but I think that's perfect. Prelims start at like 11 or something. Yeah, main I can card work with at, that. Or maybe prelims at noon or 1, something like that. And then we got UFC 292 the following week. Yeah, we've been getting a lot of pay-per-views in a row. Like, doesn't it seem like we've got three pay-per-views in a relatively short amount of time? It does. Three good ones. Well, yeah. two very good ones, and now we have a third one coming up. So This could be not the best one, though. I mean, Sterling versus O'Malley has the potential for Sterling just to get on his back, sink in that body triangle, and just hold him there for four, five rounds or until he submits him. So, yeah, I mean that's just a big fight of a that fight's just a big old mystery. So, um, I'd love to see O'Malley win though. Yeah, that'd be good. I mean, he's got uh, he's gonna have an advantage standing. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, and and um, I mean, what's his name's gotten chin before? So. Yeah. Who was that? That Marlon uh, that Marais. Marlon Marais. Left oh, yeah, stiff. dude. And O'Malley's got dynamic striking like Marlon Marais does. Like, I mean, Marlon Marais, for as bad as he ended up being, he was unbelievable at one point in time. So. For one round at a time, that guy was un- that guy was unbeatable. But, yeah. But, yeah, O'Malley can throw, like, wheel kicks and crazy shit like that, too. So I wouldn't put it past him to, uh, you know, do something like that to Aljo. So. Yeah. But I wouldn't put it past Aljo to wrestle fucking for five rounds either. <laughs> Maybe so. even submit him, get on his back and submit him. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, I do think O'Malley has pretty good jujitsu. So, anyways, we'll save that for next week. Uh, but it doesn't matter how good your jujitsu is when somebody puts that body triangle on yeah. you. Though you're like, it seems like you if you have a really it. good body triangle, you can just stick a fire there, and there's nothing they can do as soon as you lock that in. So, mm-hmm. except survive until Especially the next round. Especially if the guy with the body triangle is stronger than you, like. He's and if it's up against the fence, so where they can't like roll over to that side, the lock side or whatever, then you're pretty much screwed yeah 100 percent. so we'll uh we'll dig deeper into that next week but for now we'll wrap things up so uh we'll be watching the fights so um and we'll be back to recap so good luck on your picks enjoy the fights we'll see you all next week peace